Tuesdays are becoming my favorite day, Josh. Two reasons, two reasons. Number one, we get out 30 minutes early since we can carry the Brent Venables press conference live. That's true. Forgot about that. That is nice. Number two. Um, oh, thanks, Luann. Number two, I get to see your face for the first time in, gosh, two, four, five days. It's great to see you. Good to see you, man. Thursday, Friday. Uh, obviously, we're off Saturday. Well, I mean, the show is not on the air Saturday and Sunday. And then on Monday, we're always at the press conference. Well, the coaches show taping, I should say. What I miss. What I miss. I will say I am timing this really well with the show on Mondays and the coaches showing up. Last week, as soon as I signed off, I walked into the TV studio and here came uh, and here comes Bill Beatenbow. Yesterday, I walk into the studio and boom, Miguel Chavis. I mean, right on time, Josh. Couldn't have been any better. Beautiful. Uh, but what I miss, anything good? We had a lot of text messages I noticed down the stretch of the show, so that's always good. We learned that uh, enough already. I, we don't need to hear any more about Deion Sanders in Colorado. So we learned that in closing yesterday. Huh. Why did that – how did that get brought up? Did you mention it about – okay. <laughs> Big 12, not as good as we thought. And uh, let's see. And then just, uh, you know, not, nothing uh, groundbreaking necessarily, just a little bit from – the post-game audio and such. I've got a little studying to do tonight. I've got a, a nerdy project. I want to know how many teams, and I'm going to have to really rack the brain, but became the talk of college football after week one or two or three, and then you, you never heard from them again the rest of the year. Or the talk of college football after. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like I remember one year, and we got to go back a ways. Vanderbilt was playing in the opener, and it was James Franklin's final year there. And they, the, their first game was amazing. I think they they eventually won, I don't, and it wasn't it, it wasn't like a Vandy Tennessee. I want to say it was like it was like a Vandy Michigan State or something of that nature. Oh, good, you're gonna find this out. Go to that third. Maybe it was the twelve year. But they opened the season, and it was – oh, that was it. Ha! Yeah, they were. It was his last year. It was Ole Miss, and they played in that final weekend in August. And after that game was over, everyone's like, oh, it's obvious that, you know, Ole Miss is going to be great, and there is – Vanderbilt isn't going anywhere. That's a – Clay Travis, already have the game of the year. Don't have to play the season. And then what they lose? Like th- th- three more games that season, and – and then what? Uh, I don't think Ole Miss was much that year either. So I, I don't know, Josh. I'm not trying to throw water on the Colorado win. I'm not trying to dismiss Wyoming. I'm not trying to bury Tech or Baylor, the Baylor Wolf. I just, you lose one game in college football, you stink, right? I mean, that's the reality. The NFL, now we might knee-jerk that night, but in the National Football League, there's only been one team that's ever gone undefeated, right? And you're going to get a chance, even with as many as eight to maybe nine losses, to make the playoffs. You can afford them. College football, man, you lose one game, and all of a sudden you're terrible. Or you you get one upset win, and all of a sudden it's, dude, look out for them this year. So I'm trying to see how many times we've fallen into that trap, right? There's got to be – I mean, unfortunately, we're kind of an example of that at Oklahoma last year, right? 
the way things went, you know. Even though it is crazy to look back and rack your brain for what the buzz was after Kent State, and then to fast forward to this year, and it was, I mean, just statistically, I don't know, not domination compared to what that looked like. And we were the royal we for the most part. We're over the moon. Now, there was we don't have a pass rush guy last year, too. And our defensive line still stinks. So we fought with for a while. And inevitably, he got his I told you so. But I don't know. I just I feel like every year there's a team that we lose our mind for early that never really materializes. And are you saying that it might be Colorado? I'm saying it might be Colorado. What about Duke? Boy, people are falling for Duke this morning, aren't they? I mean. How could you not, though? That's a fun game. Well, let me rephrase that. That was a terrible game. <laughs> it was a heck of a win for Duke. But it was, a f- it was a big win for Duke. It was fun because it was college football and a Monday night, and you haven't had it in a while, and it's like, ah, oh, I love it. And we got an upset. Right. It's like, oh, let me give you a comparison, right? We don't get to go out and eat at restaurants very often. And it's if you could say, what's your number? I love to eat out at restaurants. I love to go places. It's my number one, number one. Right? I'm good for a dining every now and then. But I got to go out to dinner every single night, Josh. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And guess what? Some of the meals, meh. But what was I still doing? I was still out eating. Still chowing down, baby. So that, to me, is how I viewed college football this weekend. It might not have been the greatest game, but, oh, what a, what a finish. What, a, what an upset, right? Congratulations. Drake called that. Did you know that? In, no the, in the Ref Royal Rumble? Drake had, Drake had Duke. Wow. I think so. So good on him. That's big time. That's a fast start. But if you think about the places where we thought we were going to see upsets this weekend – they didn't really happen. Where did we think they might? Everywhere that we picked. <laughs> Every game that the Ref Royal Rumble picked. Except for Drake, I guess. Except for Drake. No, but, you know, like a North Texas playing cow. You kind of look back like, oh, man, look out. Maybe North Texas might have something for him. Cal kind of stinks. No, not the case at all. I mean, not even close, unfortunately, as far as that is concerned. Uh, we're, let me see here. Let me back up my argument with a couple of others. Oh, Louisville-Georgia Tech, especially with the way that, that that was going. Right? You're like, oh, man, this could be an upset. Lo and behold, it wasn't. M- maybe, you know, just a few other games where we thought, all right, that might be better than we anticipated. No one thought Indiana was going to upset Ohio State, but yeah, maybe Boise State playing a little tighter with Washington. Yeah. Um. Maybe Virginia playing a little tighter with Tennessee. Uh, New Mexico maybe playing tighter with A&M. Oh, South Alabama. But then we got upsets in places that I don't really think we were expecting. I don't think many people expected Duke to win last night. Hence, it was a 10.5-point favorite. Mm -hmm. It was a 20-point spread at Fort Worth. I don't think many people expected TCU to win, or TCU to lose. And then you go to Saturday night in Wyoming, and even the Texas State game, I don't think anybody – was picking Wyoming to win, especially after Texas Tech started 17-zip. And I know nobody was picking Texas State. Yeah. Mm. Well, the, the, those two were, of course, particularly shocking. Boy, what a weekend we have ahead of us. Um, today's show, like we said, we're out at 1130. 
Uh, we tie up some loose ends because Monday is usually a, a Sooner-centric show, so we catch up on some of the other college football stories from the weekend that was, and it's all prime. You know it is. It's all prime, and that's fine. I think it's good for college football because it draws more people in. And when they – again, for the life of me, I cannot fathom people are thumbing – are looking down their nose at college football. <laughs> the same people are like, oh, I don't like the fact that, you know, there's not a fair wage for them and blah, 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 some of these NFL snobs. But yet, you know, they've, they have no problem – with ridiculous salaries and talking about guys in the NFL, but for some reason the Florios of the world, it's like, bro, it's college football. It's awesome. I mean, what are we doing? Oh, I, I just don't really watch college football. What? Well, aren't you obnoxious? How? How can you not? You know, McAfee. We used to talk about this a lot with Pat McAfee. Uh, he brought up the point before he suddenly was the star of game day, and I remember we were talking about this on his show when he was on Mad Dog, uh, we brought this up on this program because it was like, he doesn't talk much college football. And McAfee would defend it. He's like, listen, our metrics don't show that a lot of people are responding to college football. But then lo and, a whole, lo and behold, he starts talking about it, starts getting into it, and he's on game day. Yeah. <laughs> it's just rocket I, ship. I've never understood. So where that is unfathomable in my mind, I guess we still need to be pulling people into college football, and Prime in Colorado is going to do that. So I'm, And I, I feel like, Josh, there are some numbers that are starting to come out from Colorado to the games and how they've adjusted that seem to tell us that we're not necessarily shortening games, the length of them, right? But we are definitely taking away from the football. The time of game is staying the same, we're just not getting as much football. So we'll get to those numbers as well. Coach's show last night was fantastic. Coach's corner was fantastic. Everyone is in a good mood. The Brian man, uh, Brian Vineyard came in, and I was. Uh, it brought me a smile because he goes, everyone's in a good mood. I'm like, everybody is in a good mood. My wife is even being nice to me. Everybody wow. is in a good mood, man. And I don't think anyone's running and tearing down the goalpost, but everybody seems to be in a really good mood right now. Sure. And why not? Why not? I got really triggered last night, and I want to start there when we come back. I did a really good job of harnessing my anger I'm growing, peeps. We're all growing together. That's what we want to do in this show, growth. Because I put that, I was talking I was talking to an unnamed Sooner. And I said, would it be crazy? Would I be out of line to say that we didn't see one single cramp? And would I be out of line to say that's a credit to Schmitty? And that person looked at me and goes, it's a good point. You're right. And that's absolutely correct. Now, I didn't double source this, Josh. I just threw it out on Twitter. But holy smokes, some of and, the people. And just the nutritional staff. Right. And that's all over director of sports performance, right? I just, you know, I think I give the new nutritional staff a lot of love. I think they deserve it. Oh, they have to. But holy smokes, man. Some of you people. It's like the, the uh, disagreement we were having over the temperature on the field. I said, yeah, it's like 143 down on the down on the field. The first person's like, they're pointing it at the tarp. It's warmer there. I'm like, K 
Kendall's like, grass can't get to 143 degrees. I'm, I'm just, listen, I, I, I'm just reporting what we saw with our own eyes with the thermometer. <laughs> have calmed down. It was hot. It was a sauna down there. I guess I thought it was hotter for the OU Florida Atlantic game. I might not have been. Uh, I'm. I've actually been walking. I was not doing anything during that game, so it could have been my. I could not have been properly prepared. And what would that be? Twenty eighteen. But yeah, I'm a. I, I want to get into it a little bit, and I think it's, it's wild because, in looking at the myriad of responses and quote tweets and thank you, that wasn't the goal. Thank you. But it was hilarious to me to see how many people would say, I'm so tired of hearing about this. When literally I I hadn't seen it anywhere. Now, like I said, I don't, when this show is over, I listen to Steel Man and Thune and I don't go get on message boards, right? Probably not good for my sanity if I can't, if I can't stop losing my mind over one tweet or one text. But yeah, I, uh, I hadn't heard many people talk about it at all. So I'm sorry to that. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about this. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Not bad. I didn't mean to bring it up. Sore subject. Okay, so here's what we're doing today. This is the flow for the show. We're going to get into that when we come back. A couple of other loose ends to tie up from the Oklahoma win over Arkansas State. Bottom of the hour, 935. Uh, Brent Venables talked about Butch Jones' comment. And speed, looking faster, it's a great answer. It's a great answer. We're going to bring that to you at 9.35. Text, keep them coming, 405-651-3439. That's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll sprinkle them in throughout. And then at 10 a.m., we had two press conferences yesterday. We had Jeff Levy. We had Ted Roof. We had a coach's corner we taped. Now, usually we give you the tease for that on Thursday's show, but I thought it was a, a very – informational edition of Coach's Corner, especially for the edge rushers, especially Miguel for the defensive line. He was really good. Jeff Lebby. Uh, I will t- I will give away one thing. R. Mason Thomas looks like he's going to play Saturday. Very much precautionary this weekend. And probably could have gone if they really needed him. Right. There's a lot of things from Saturday that were precautionary. Uh, Drake Stoops could have gone back in the game. I'm pretty sure Deshaun McCullough could have gone back in the game. He had taped it up, started working on it, and was moving around okay, and they decided to – I think they took him back, and they ended up just booting him up. I didn't know about Kendall Dolby. I I never saw anything on his injury. But Brent Venables seemed to uh, make it appear as if it was just a stinger. But, yeah, I'm excited for R. Mason Thomas because I thought he was one of the standouts, you know, Last year, one of that five in the rotation. And now, what have we got, Josh? Like nine? Nine in those rotation at the at the edge rusher. So, we'll, we'll dive into it coming up next. The Plank Show on a Tuesday right here on the Home Sooner Fans, The Ref. I feel like as we welcome you back into the Plank Show where hour one is brought to you by our buddies Mark and Tess at Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com, 405-735. One one six seven. I don't really know if there's anything else to add from Saturday. I mean, listen, I, trust me, there is, but just from what we focused on for the last, you know, five, six hours of this show, whatever that we've had since the game concluded, 
Was there anything else on final look, even stat-wise or anything of that nature, that really, really caught your eye? Maybe we t- touched on all this, but uh, fine if we did. Wide receivers in a good spot. I just think collectively you're you're good there. Let's watch it continue to develop. And you know, I tossed a name out your direction yesterday that Andrew Anthony I think has a chance to be this team's number one wide receiver. But uh, bottom line is, you know, with him and we didn't even really see much in the passing game from Farouk. Mm-hmm. We know that we will. Uh, Drake Stoops comes back healthy with the slot guys did. Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson. We were waiting, hoping, wishing to see jumps in their second seasons. And I think the early return is we're going to see that. So I would just say, you know, wide receiver, probably what we thought, right? That it was, uh, we needed to see it, but they're going to be just fine. Yeah, I agree. I guess a, a couple of things. And like I said, I'm not, I'm just, I can't, I can't do message boards because my, my ego is too fragile. I listen to all the recap podcasts, so I know I'm not going to be saying anything that probably hasn't been brought up in some way, shape, or form. But 11 different receivers catching passes, eight of those with two or more, you know, a of the 422 receiving yards, Josh Helmer, 210 of those were yak, yards after catch. And someone had pointed that out on the text line yesterday, and so that got me digging a little bit. Thankfully, they keep that stat on here. But I thought I thought the wide receivers showed a certain sense of ah, wiggle, whatever it is that the term that they use to talk about how fast and quick they are. A little acceleration, deceleration. Yeah. yeah. Twitch. They got a little twitch. A little quick twitch. Special teams are going to be a difference maker. Uh, by the way, the one punt Oklahoma <laughs> Plaster's punt was an absolute bomb that he hit. But, you know, Jeff Lebby seemed happy with everything. 7.8 yards per play. You want that number for average yards per rush, maybe a little bit more against uh, an Arkansas State, but 4.5 per rush. Average yards per completion, 14.1. You didn't turn the ball over. Uh, the let's see, where was the plays, the total number of plays that they had? Yeah, uh, 82 plays, right? I just feel like everything offensively is what you want. Defensively, I did nerd out on this. Two chunk plays for Arkansas State, right? Third and fifth drive. Yep. One of them was the 45-yarder, I think. 47, right? And then the the other was a 28. 28. Look at you. I take it you guys have talked about this on Locked On Sooners. No, 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 no. Okay. I actually was looking this up for yesterday. Oh, okay, okay. So I didn't take out – I just took out the 47. Right, I know you can't, but just from a hypothetical, you take out that 47-yard play, Oklahoma's defense held them to just 161 total yards through 49 plays. 49 plays, 161 yards, which is right around 3.2 yards per play. Yeah, very good. So, I know you can't do that, but just a couple little statistical nerdy things that stood out. All right, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is hopping, 405-651-3439. But what do you say, Josh, instead of me getting angry with texters or tweeters, what do you say we get 
we get to the phones. Let's do just that. Riverwind Casino brings you our call in line, 405-329-9000. And I can't think of a better way to start on a Tuesday than by hearing from USC Brian. What's going on, USC Brian? How the heck are you? You know it's always good in neighborhood and plank. Yes. Now, why do do you start off the week going down that wrong road? Uh oh, which one did you I? Know, which one did I go down? That was wrong. You 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 were acting like the upsets over the weekend wasn't supposed to happen. That was just a misnomer. No, no, I just said they were unexpected. I did, I wasn't trying oh. to say that they weren't worthy or anything. I just said they were unexpected. They weren't. Uh, okay. They weren't the upsets that yeah. a lot of the national pundits. Were I, I I appreciate you for giving me the opportunity to clarify before you dragged me. Thank you. Y- yeah, because you know, I think this is going to be the new normal. Because look at you've gotten rid after this year. This is going to be your last year for the cupcake teams where. OU beat somebody 73 to nothing, or USC runs over somebody 66 to 14. This year is going to be the last year for those. Because come next year, when all the teams get in their rightful conferences, you ain't going to see that. Hmm. You're going to see, you're going to see what needed to happen long time ago. People needed to stop playing cupcakes. And if it's like Ric Flair always said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. You got to prove how good a team you are if you want to hold up that championship trophy. So, therefore, you know, I'm ready for this. The game last night, Duke and uh, Clemson, unexpected, but earned. The game against, from Colorado to TCU, that was earned completely. And let's get something straight before I go any farther. Mm-hmm. Deion Sanders is arrogant. He's brash. But he's like Muhammad Ali. He can back up what he said. The man can coach. The man, man is doing something that only one of the coaches that I can remember did. He went, everybody didn't expect him to be what he was. He left a no-name team, went down to Miami, created a monster, and just whipped up on everybody. Then went to Dallas, created another monster. And if he would have still been, if he'd still be there, they'd still be winning championships. But, hey, I just want people to give Dion his props because at the end of the day, He's gonna. He's gonna. You're gonna see three people because of Dion. You're gonna see two of those three people in New York City waiting for that Heisman Trophy. Be Sanders and Hunter because they're doing something that people used to dream about on Tecmo Bowl <laughs> that they could see people play games. They playing this for real now. Oh, and one other thing, mm-hmm. I get tired of people bashing that uh, do- it's not a documentary, but it's it to me it's a documentary. The Florida one, the, the show, the show Winning Time. Oh, Winning Time, yeah, Lakers. Uh, that is everybody can keep denying it like they want to, but I live that, and that is a hundred percent all beef patty 
No preservatives, true. <laughs> so, you know, I, they may have sensationalized it a little bit, but everything in the, in, the, in that happened just mm. the way it said. Yeah. So, you know, I, I I can't wait for next year because we won't see slippery rock. We won't see you know all these all these teams like that on these game seasons. You, people might sprinkle them in in their in their schedules, but we gonna see number one, number two, number three, number four playing quality teams every single week. And I'm going to enjoy every minute of it because it's time. It's time. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. USC, Brian, setting the tone on the phones. Chuck Chuck Town Sooner got in first on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, sending a gif of somebody hanging up the phone. Uh, it's yeah. Those games aren't going away. Yeah, by the way. yeah. I uh, I don't think they're going away. USC Bryant. I love the passion for the. Uh, how many matchups did we have against ranked teams this weekend? Yeah, I don't think we had but one, if even that. Right. So, Colorado TCU was the first game of last year. Ain't nobody talking about it. The only reason it was a thing this year was because of Prime Deion Sanders. So I. I understand what you're saying. We're getting good games this weekend. We got good games this weekend. Even in the Big 12, there's good games. And the, the TV networks want, as, as our man Ben Hartsock likes to say, bangers. They want bangers every single week. But what was the first thing that started to happen this summer? Big 10 talking about dropping its requirement to play a Power 5 team in non-conference play. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of these matchups, but I don't know, Brian. I might, I might disagree with you on that. We'll see if we don't get to a point to where the Big Ten plays ten games mm-hmm. in conference instead of nine. I mean, if that happens, then okay. But it's tough to envision mm-hmm. that happening if the SEC's not doing that, if the Big 12, you know, on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. All right, quick break. Oh, I'm sorry, Darla. Darla, my bad. I'm, I'm trying to actually not give Darla the time she deserves. What's up, Darla? Hello. Hello, Darla. How are you? Game. All right. Yeah, I'm wonderful. It was a great game this week. Uh, I loved it. Good. Uh, I was just going to ask, how can I listen to the coaches show uh, that you have on thir- I thought it was on the ref, but last week I tried to. Okay. The only reason it wasn't on last week was because we had high school football. That's correct. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we had high oh. school football last week. And, Darla, oh. make sure you download the Varsity app, too. I'm glad you've got the KRF okay, I app. I got the Varsity app, yeah. Yeah, yeah it'll be on there. It'll be on there okay. if, if it's not on here. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks. No worries. Have a nice morning. That's what I'm here for. All right. I will. Thank you. You know, I just want this call, this show and its calls to be like Tradio, where someone calls and it's like, hey, I, uh, listen, I just need to know how I can get rid of my tickets. <laughs> uh, I mean, I got you right now. Uh, Plank, what channel do we need to be watching on Saturday? Well, thanks for asking. You know, it triggers me more than anything is the tweet from the outlets that are like, here's how to watch so-and-so. They never give you radio information. But the easiest thing possible is turn the damn TV on and you'll fi- hit your guide button. It's not that hard. Everybody's I, got a guide. I always have a backlink to Hawkeye's uh, radio network, but probably do. could be uh, more thorough in the affiliates. Maybe do. Uh, maybe you should. I It's perfect. All right, it's 936. We promised that we're going to hit the BV. Comment on Butch Jones' comment. A lot of comments in there. 
Plus, your texts are great to start the show. We're rolling on a Tuesday on the Home Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. All right, let's try to let's try to do as promised here. You know, I had brought up how you didn't see any cramping. And I put the disclaimer on it, too. Listen, I know that naturally the response might be, well, a lot of guys played. Very, very true. And I, I just, I don't know, one of the responses, so many little things just made me so mad about this last night. One of the responses to the tweet that I put up about not cramping um, was, I've seen 89, 87, 80. How many people played? I'm like, I don't know. I just went on the participation chart and I counted. <laughs> Literally. And because I'm a terrible counter, boys, I counted twice. So what, what I came up with on that plank show last night was that Oklahoma had played 89 people. That's what I came up with. But I, I, that, who knows? It took me a while, too, to figure it out because I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. More than that played. And then I looked up and you realized, oh, the starters. Because <laughs> I think it was at like 67. Like there were more than 67 dudes that played. But in the end, I get it. A lot of dudes played. But Oklahoma didn't seem to have issues with conditioning or cramping. And they looked faster, according to Butch Jones. Here's what Brent Venable said on his coach's show last night about that statement. Because, again, I don't really know what you can say much, right? I mean, it's just like, yeah, I guess that's how he feels. Yeah, and again, I, I give credit if, you know, whatever degree that might be true. I've, as we've said, we're, we feel like we're a better team. For lots of reasons, you have much more returning experience than what you had a, a year ago. Uh, guys that know your system, they know your routine, they've been in your strength and conditioning uh, program, they understand the culture and the expectations, and so the players are able to coach each other. And uh, you know, and then from a scheme standpoint, they were much more confident. And yeah. we brought in several guys that did a great job at, at learning what to do and the new language. and. And uh, some guys are just natural football players. They, you know how it is. They, they play really fast. They know where the ball's going. Uh, they have anticipation. They understand situational football, and and they usually look like they knew what was coming. And both sides. I really liked how we we blocked on the perimeter um, offensively. Yeah, and again, the timing and very accurate and precise with our throws and um, our spacing. The receivers did a, a, a fantastic job along with the tight ends and the, then the backs getting out as well. But Dylan um, was fantastic at delivering and making the right decisions and taking care of the football offensively. Again, no uh, uh, turnovers and no balls in jeopardy. And, and, and again, just made a lot of – we were 9 of 9 in the red zone. We were scored on our first 11 drives. And I think we had 11 different players, you know, uh, catch a ball. And so that was, again, that was a lot of fun, and we played a ton of offensive linemen, you know, as well. But Jackson got in, and uh, Jackson looked pretty good. Got yeah. a birthday. He had a, got himself a touchdown and uh, running, and then had a nice ball to Jaden. And then Jaden Gibson, you know, uh, Nick Anderson, uh, Jacquez Petaway, LV Bunkley did some really good things. I thought Blake Smith, if you go back and just watch him, all right, as a guy that, 
I remember when he got here in the spring, of course, he broke his hand, and so he had a big old nub. Uh, I think he caught a touchdown in the yeah. spring game with it. But he, his body, he was just not – wasn't, things weren't tight. And, and he, you know, he was just learning. And where he was in the spring to where he is now, a, a complete and total different transformation. It, but that's he, – he, there's a handful of guys that were like that. And I know Desson got banged up, but he's been doing the same things as well. Um, we talked about Justin Harrington being a, a captain, a guy, a, you know, a year ago he just got let back on the team. He had to walk on, hadn't played in a year, had never played linebacker or safety, you know, been a lifelong corner. And, and uh, there's a great story of redemption and uh, became a captain and earned a scholarship back. And to see him run around and make plays was fun. Uh, several freshmen and uh, – and then the returning guys, I think a guy like Key Lawrence is really playing good football, had a fantastic camp, really good summer and a great camp. And I think the competition from Reggie Pearson has helped him and Peyton Bowen uh, as well. And uh, We're playing more. We've had some guys that we held out, you know, that were a little bit nicked up, but we expect them back soon. Josiah uh, Wagner and um, – uh, Macari Vickers uh, is another, and as well as Sawchuck, and uh, who else did we hold out? Brennan Thompson didn't play. Yeah, Brennan Thompson. R. Mason Thomas, among others. But as you can tell there, it is – it's not one thing where you're like, well, they did this or this drill or that guy or whatever it is. Brent Venable's point is – I don't think you can just point to one thing, right? It's a – it's – a total improvement that gains comments like that from the opposing team's head coach, right? An overall team improvement. Collectively, across the board, depth, uh, you know, the operation, offensively, defensively, everything's improved. Through one game. Through one game. Through one game. Dennis Dodges tweeted this, week one Heisman hype. Okay. You ready? Uh, As you might imagine, there are two guys from the same team at the top which bolsters USC Brian's call. He's got Travis Hunter, one, Shador Sanders, two, Jordan Travis, three, Michael Penix Jr., four, and there's Caleb Williams, five. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> he, he put Mike Elko's job prospects at number nine. That's pretty good, Dennis Dodd. That Duke coach, may, some things make sense, too, when you see A&M struggle last year defensively, and then you see him go somewhere and do this in year two. I don't know if Duke's going to be a 9- or 10-win team, but they held a, a Garrett Riley-led offense with a five-star quarterback and studs all around at playmakers to you know, literally a gift a touchdown. So Mike Elko is going to be that dude, I think, in the offseason. Um, we got more from BV to play. Last night was crazy, though, wasn't it? It, it was, yeah. Coach Elko's got him playing. Got him playing, man. That was the first win for them over a top-10 opponent in – Oh, where's my note? It was uh, 30 some odd games, 28. Yeah, I just, I literally had it written down this morning and I completely have just lost sight of it. Well, a long time for Duke. Yeah, so his stock, I mean, skyrocketing. Absolutely. All right, we do a break. I'm going to find this stat before we go to break. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere until I find it. By the way, the seven points scored by Clemson is the fewest in a game against an unranked opponent under Dabo Sweeney. It's also the fewest points scored by an AP top 10 team in a season opener against an unranked opponent since UCLA lost to Tennessee 24-6 in 1989. 
14-year-old Chris Plank was probably crying about that. Uh, And, oh, here it is. First win over an AP top 10 team since 1989. Win. Wow. Duke beat Clemson. Oh, really? (laughs) It's Duke's second largest margin of victory over an AP top 10 opponent, trailing over their uh, only their 34-point win over number nine Colgate in 1942. How long until the uh, chatter starts that Dabo Sweeney's lost his Elko? I I hope that there is uh, a 12-0 season and a Big 12 championship to magnify that even more coming up this year. All right, take a break. When we come back to the text line right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Do you happen to have first take on in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm watching. It's September 5th. We're heading up to the opening weekend of the National Football League. And we got an incredible list of college football games this weekend. And the worldwide leader is debating whether or not LeBron has faced more scrutiny than Michael Jordan. Right. Uh, Keep in mind, the National Football League starts in two days. Exactly. To the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Where do you think the Sooners would place in the polls after Saturday's performance? Asks the 580. Just judging from uh, the this person's AP ballot and here's my power ranking, I don't think they're going to move up a whole bunch. Doesn't think, seem like it anyways. I think you're going to see Colorado jump up to probably right around where the Sooners are. I think you might see Oklahoma move up a few spots. TCU is going to drop out. I don't know who's all going to drop up here. Everyone looked pretty good. Florida State's got to move up. I guess Ohio State's going to drop. LSU is going to drop out. LSU, Clemson will fall. How far does LSU fall? Uh, I mean, I think they'll be 15. Okay, that's not bad. 15 to 20 kind of range. That's not bad for preseason five, right? I think Florida State should probably move all the way up to three, if not number two. Especially with how Ohio State looked, Bam, how, how would how would you rank it? Michigan uh, after Georgia won, yeah, and and it's again. I don't even know if Georgia looked all that great. Yeah, but two time defending champ, gotta right? stay there until someone knocks you off. Um, I think Florida State's my number two. Yeah, Georgia, Florida State, and then and then what? Uh, based on the preseason polls, and if you want to continue to say, hey, they took care of business and did it easily without their coach. Michigan three and what Alabama four? Sure, o- Ohio State. What do you think about them after one week? I think they dropped down to like nine. Yeah, pe- people were pretty disappointed in McCord and company. Mm. It's uh, overreaction city, I think. With the Buckeyes. yeah, I do too. I-, I think so as well. Tech, yeah, that's a good one on the text line. Tech's falling out. Oh yeah, Tech went and and they were just sort of in. Just barely, right? Yeah, in fact, I think I was even using the poll that they were unranked in. I was using the coaches' poll there for or the AP poll for reference. Uh, from Granite Sooner, the Colorado hype trains, uh, train seems to be glossing over the fact that the Buffalo's defense gave up 42 points to TCU's offense that didn't look all that sharp. Yeah, they're going to have to outscore people for sure. And isn't it always fitting? It like depends on the narrative, how you choose which one is more impressive or which one matters more. Does it matter more that they racked up 500 yards passing or that they gave up 500 yards, you know. Nine, it's just like six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Well, they both matter. The, uh, the bottom line is this. Colorado, for me, 
is better than I was expecting. I agree. I agree. Now, does that mean they're going bowling or they're going to win eight games? Okay, I, I'm not ready to say either of those two yet. The nine one eight. They won one game. That hardly puts Sanders and uh, Travis Hunter in New York at the moment. Let's see him do it all season long. L-M-A-O. Let's see him do it against uh, Nebraska. What do you say? Check this person off of the phone. Uh, yeah. Frisco Sooner. $100 says neither are in New York for the Heisman ceremony. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to gamble over the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. A text got me digging on a player that we haven't talked about enough. And I would assume that our guy George Stoya is probably writing about him because he asked Ted Roof about said guy. Let's dive into a little Kip Lewis next as we hear from Ted Roof right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. We are an hour and a half away from the Brent Venables press conference. You'll hear it live right here on The Ref.